I, I was raised uh, in, in devoutly in, in, from a religious background. And, and uh, in 1972, I began to ask a lot of questions about that particular uh, you know, religious affiliation that I was part of. And uh, I spent the next 18, uh, 18 months of my life uh, seeking to find an answer. Because prior to that, uh, I was more materialistically driven, more uh, success driven. I set goals, we achieved those goals, we had what we thought would be life, would we make you happy. And one night I sat at the desk and I realized, I said to my wife, I said, if this all doesn't make us happy, what does? And having a God, a God consciousness in me, uh, I said, it has to be God. It has to be God and we're missing something. And so the, the journey began and it's by the grace of God that I didn't, I didn't become a Mormon or a Christian scientist because I was wide open and I was seeking. I traveled a lot. If I met you on a plane, the first question I would ask you if I sat next to you is, what do you know about God? That's an interesting question to ask somebody as you're traveling along the way. You'll get a lot of interesting answers. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll tell you that much. But... Um, God, through God's grace and through the working of the Holy Spirit, God began people into my life that were giving me the gospel. And they always told me, they were talking about Jesus. I said, I know all about Jesus. I know who Jesus is. I know, I know the Father, the Son, I know Jesus. Said, I know that. They said, yes, but you don't know Jesus. And I had a hard time with that. And then uh, another gal, uh, her name was Lois Butcher. She's going to a Bible house down in Castile, New York. And uh, I went down there, and uh, she had been part of our business, and, and I went down, and what was interesting about that is that she lived in a, in a home down there that was fundamentally crooked. It was like this. And she had nothing but, she had two nickels rubbed together, she had two children, she was a single mom going to Bible college down there. And I said to her, I said, Lois, and I'm coming from another, another world, I said, you, this, 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 you have nothing here, you have nothing you have a home that's not even street crooked. You don't have a television. I said, how, what, what makes you happy? And she said, Bill, it's Jesus. I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And she said, you need to know Jesus. I said, I know Jesus. And she said, no, you really don't know Jesus. She'd always give me tracks when we do some business, some business interactions. And so March, I had a pastor from a, a small little Holy Roller church. I mean, I'm gone again to get to where God got me. And he said, come on down to the church. Now, in the church I grew up in, you don't shoot, you don't, you don't you talk, you don't do anything. You know? And it was quiet. And, and yet, when I got down there, it was much different. And I, 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 I didn't know the Lord this time, but it was, I, I was experiencing people crawling down the aisles. I was experiencing that lady, that older lady fall right over the pew. And I went to get her and he told me to sit down. And I'm, 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 this is, this is where I'm hearing the gospel. See, he's preaching the gospel. And I preached the gospel on March 24th, 1974, on a Sunday night at 9.30 at night. After 18 months of looking and searching. In fact, when I would go down to the church, it would be, I leave around 6 o'clock. I wouldn't get home until 11.30. And she said, where were you? I said, I was in church. She says, how long is this church? I said, you will not believe this. They sing for three hours first. 
Then he preaches. And then we get, I'm getting home to 11 30 at night. You couldn't believe it. I was telling the truth, I guess, you know. But I said, but, but, but he would preach that gospel. And that night he says, anybody here want to come to Christ? And I said, I do. I do. I am ready. I am ready. I knew, I knew what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was. I knew what I needed. And I went forward and I accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, March 24, 1974. And uh, a glorious evening for me because it, uh, it just changed my life on the spot in many ways uh, because it, God just took some things out of my life, some of my language, some of my cursing, and all those things that I, I used to damn God and, and curse His Son on a regular basis. First thing at that, that, that evening, I fell on my knees and I said, May I never, ever use your name in vain again. The one who saved me was the one I was cursing. And yet, you know, God took it and never did come out again, but once in my lips since I've been saved. Now, why do I tell you that? Because shortly thereafter, uh, we, uh, I, I became incredibly hungry. Uh, I'm not a reader. I never read. Never, never read in school. Never read a book. And, and yet God puts it to hung on my heart to study the Word of God. And so I read that Bible. I never had a Bible. You understand? We were told not to have, not to read Bible. So I never had a Bible growing up in my life. So and that was really a, a great disadvantage in a sense because I, never, I didn't have the Word of God. Only what someone told me was in the Word of God is what I would get. And so I became very, very hungry, you know, to, to study the Word. And, 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 and someone invited us out to a church on Grand Island. And at that particular time, a ministry had come there called Life Action Ministries. It was, it was a ministry, a revival-focused ministry. I was there for the week. That was all new to me, a new experience. And, 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 and when it was done, I said to the, to the gentleman who was in charge of the ministry, I said, I'd like to do what you do someday. And he said, well, why don't you come join us? Well, I got a business. I got how many people, How could I just pick up and leave? But an hour, a year later, and my wife being gracious enough, we loaded up an 18-wheeler, left our business behind, and went out to Buchanan, Michigan to be in ministry. And uh, my background is that was a, I'm, 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 a, I'm a determined, goal-oriented person, and my, my religious background was strictly works-oriented. So this is not a good setup for me, because I go to I go on the ministry, I want to do something for God, no matter what, I'll do anything for God. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I'll do it. So I am just on this thing about doing everything I can for God. And that starts in the ministry and, and, I, and, I, and I'm active and, 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 and God is showing me things and I had a chance to go out and share the word as I was learning and I, and, I, and I kept trying to get better. I had a temper. I said, God, take the temper away from me. And yet, the more I tried, the worse the temper would get. Everything I tried to make work for God did not work. I went to a Bill Gothard seminar. If you know about Bill Gothard, I know Bill personally. Went to a Bill Gothard seminar. That's all principles. If you take principles without the cross, you've got some really difficulties because it's more of what I have to do. And on the last day of the Gothard seminar, I went to him and I said, Bill, I can't take another principle. I don't want to hear another principle. How can I live all these things? It's impossible. And by this time, the cycle was beginning to come to me. And early in the morning, after about 
It was about after about two years, sometime in late 1976. Early in the morning, I came down into my into the into the dining room, into our family room. I got on my knees, and I this is I'm not proud of what I told God, but I told God I says I wish you never saved me. I said because this doesn't work. I am so miserable. I am so so tired. I I, I am so frustrated. Yes. And if you don't show me something this morning, I am packing up, take my family. I'm just not leaving here. I'm leaving Christianity because it doesn't work. I didn't see a vision on the wall. I didn't hear a voice. But I did have the Spirit of God impressed into my heart so I knew what was being told to me. And what was being told to me was simply this. I've been waiting for you a long time. That's what came to me. I've been waiting for you a long time. You are full of yourself. And I wasn't reading this book that the impression was to get off your knees and I want you to go to the book of Romans chapter 6, chapter 7 and chapter 8 that's where I want you to go that was it I got up off my knees I got in Romans chapter 6 7 and 8 and I spent the next two years of my life in those three chapters a gentleman who Nancy and I knew, our daughter knew their daughter, who's a doctor in town, came knocking on my door. He said, I have this impression in my heart I could give you this book. And he handed me the book and I thanked him and it was from Oswald's Chambers, my utmost for his highest. So God sent the book I needed outside of the Bible because certainly you know that book and the relationship to understanding the cross. And it was in that process of time that we began began to understand. I at first thought when I began to read it that I was that I was that my, my thinking was heretical because it violated everything that up to this point I had been taught about what what it was supposed to be. Because I said this this almost doesn't sound right to me because it seems like I like you have no control in a sense, you know, and, and it's how can this be right? And John knows this fellow a gentleman uh, comes to our ministry, his name is Bruce, and uh, Bruce was a man who, uh, who, who was very active for God, was saved in jail in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, went on to his ministry, giving out thousands and thousands and thousands of tracts, came to Life Action Ministries. Someone along the way, God, God knows, someone along the way gave him a CD. Not a CD, a, a, a cassette. That'll tell you how far back that goes. A cassette. It was of Chuck Solomon on that cassette. And we were in ministry now together. And one evening, on the evening, he wrote a letter of suicide. He was going to kill his wife and his two children. He put a thirty-eight in his mouth and was going to pull the trigger. Before he decided to pull the trigger, he pushes this cassette machine 
and Chuck is sleeping on the, on, the, on the cassette and he speaks about Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, not alive, but Christ still liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. At 3 o'clock in the morning, our tank calls Chuck out and gets him out of bed. And Chuck answers the phone and said, I'm ready to take my life from my family's life. Help me. I listen. I listen to what that Help me, he says, don't do anything. I'm coming to Grand Rapids, Michigan. I want you to meet me there. And he did. Now, that, why do I tell you that? Because it was through Chuck's, it was through Bruce's, getting to know Chuck, that we then, in 1980, went out to Denver, Colorado, where Chuck originally started. That's where his ministry began, out there, before he was in Pigeon Church. And Bruce and I, another fellow, a fellow, uh, Wayne Johnson went out to out to Denver, Colorado, and that's where I met. That's where I began to know about Grace Fellowship, Grace, uh, Grace Fellowship Ministry. What what this does, what this has done, and what it did in my life, and and and, and I've been able to use it and and, and uh, counsel with a lot of people. It, it it it's it's all God. That's why it works because it takes them to the place. It never tries to make them better. It takes them to the end. Now, until we go to the end, we can't get better. Now, if you take them to the cross, there is no, there is no getting better, because it's all just your own personal strength, and that too shall, shall, shall just fall apart. So we've had, had an opportunity to use this, use this material. Where did I, in my own life, come to the end of myself? It was in that time when we were in that in in, in the book of Romans six I and mean, going through that that I realized I realized and I think John that that so, sometimes we make we make this decision and you're right sometimes you've got to check it through these boxes because we forget we forget where kind of forget not we forget uh, we move away from perhaps or more than forgetting something. And you come back and you have to reestablish, reestablish the ground that God has provided for us, that Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that I too, you know, I, my old man was crucified and the body is sin destroyed and henceforth I should not serve sin any longer. All that processing goes through. So, that's our, that's, that's where I've been and came through that process. Uh, I love this ministry. I've been a part of this ministry in, in, in other ways. Uh, I've, I've tried to be a supporter of this ministry because it's one ministry that I think truly, truly, this ministry changes lives for the glory of God. It truly, not the ministry, the word, the, the message of this ministry that He had up here, truly changes lives. And I have seen it. I've been a part of it. I've been doing, known this ministry since 1980. That's a long time. It's a long time. So, praise you. I wish you could be here tomorrow. I didn't, I can't be here tomorrow, but uh, I, I just I just was blessed with that. Nancy said the same thing. It's so good to be here this evening. So, amen. There you go. Thank you.